It is Wednesday, the 22nd of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, oh, at, at Henson Park last night, one of the great little grounds that uh, we used to visit in the 70s and 80s. Of course, Newtown's old home ground, a bit like Junction Oval in Melbourne. It was sensational. My son played for North against the Roosters in the under-13s. They got the chocolates as well, but yes. it, was just, it was just great to go to an old ground. Yeah, mate. It- that definitely brings back good memories as a young kid playing some of those old grounds in and around. But, yeah, the Jets, mate. Um, Worm Sullivan, who's uh, a mate of mine, is probably the, the oldest Jets supporter going around. So uh, he loves that. He always mentions Henson. But, um, yeah, good to see the boys got, got the win. Yeah, absolutely. And I was there the day that Manfred Moore, who came out from the NFL, John Singleton brought him out, and he threw the ball over <laughs> the old uh, King, <laughs> King George V stand. All right, well, there you go. Just a little bit of nostalgia to kick us off this morning. Plenty of news about we've got John Holland back in the picture who would have ever thought that he'd be back in the international realm and uh, a little bit of A-League kicking about and Lauren Jackson what about her comeback Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. So, Shane, some interesting news. Uh, Victorian spinner John Holland um, has joined what is a, a... a growing Australian contingent over there in Sri Lanka. Yeah, been lots of injuries and lots of players sort of being flown in and out um, of this tour. Uh, it's, it's this Test and One Day Tour in 2022 is coinciding with Australia A Tour as well. Um, but yeah, Holland's been brought back into the squad. He played two Tests, uh, taking five wickets back in 2016, which was the last tour of Sri Lanka. So he's been brought back in uh, due to Swepson's injury, um, and Agar was probably going to play the Test alongside. Lion, but there's injury clouds over him as well. So it'll either come down to Kuhneman, who's playing currently left-arm spinner, playing in the one-day team, or they go back with a bit of experience in Holland. So, yeah, good opportunity for him uh, with many, many years apart between tests. Yeah, that's a big squad, isn't it? That's a big squad. Mm. But uh, that's the modern day when you have, uh, you know, the attrition rate like it is. Now, in tennis, now everyone loves watching Serena Williams play, but not at the cost of an Australian player. No, it was unfortunate for uh, young Aussie uh, Ellen Perez, who would have been playing, but the comeback from... 23-time Grand Slam champion Serena Williams uh, has had to make way for her. So, um, look, it's exciting. Serena hasn't played for over a year, um, and she comes back in. She's obviously had a number of injuries, um, so she'll be coming back. And, look, you never put it past her. She's a 23-time winner, and, uh, yeah, she'll be hungry for one more. Yeah, absolutely, of course. And and uh, quite a few Australians that many of us – wouldn't you know just roll off the top, tip of the tongue uh, in line for at Wimbledon because well, qualifying, of course, is going on at the moment. Jason Kubler, Max Purcell, uh, Rinky Hajikata. Yeah, well, three. So, uh, and we're two victories away uh, with those guys, which will give us um, uh, around 10 men playing in Wimbledon. So, huge contingent for us. Uh, look, they go alongside uh, Dimina, obviously, uh, Nick Curious. 
Duckworth, Kokonakis, uh, Millman, um, Poprin, just to name a few. So, yeah, lots of Aussies. Hopefully they all qualify and we'll have a number of chances to, uh, to get a trophy this year. Yeah, a bit of a flashback to the glory days because mm. Australia uh, there for a while, you know, 50s, 60s, even early 70s, uh, phenomenal amount of uh, great tennis players. Uh, soccer, A-League, great Milos Ninkovic, um, he's part of ways. He, look, it was almost a, um, I don't know, part of the furniture at Sydney FC. That, that came as a bit of a surprise to me. Seven seasons with him and he's going. Yeah, seven seasons and three uh, titles as well. Uh, and at 37, he's decided to go across the road to the rivals, Western Sydney Wanderers. Timmy, your team, mm. um, which is a big signing for them. But, uh, yeah, you'd think at 37 years of age, you'd probably maybe, – maybe he just needs a change. He maybe needs to uh, refresh himself and a challenge, or maybe he's, he's just getting a very, very good financial offer, Tim. And what about this year? Well, yeah, everyone's got a price. Uh, mm. um, now, Lauren, Lauren Jackson, um, what about her comeback? This is quite phenomenal. Well, this has sent the social media into an absolute whirlwind uh, when she's announced drop to comeback. Um, she's had nine years in retirement. Uh, she's 41 years of age. She, no doubt, is our best basketball uh, player of all time. Look, seven-time MVP, seven-time champion across the WNBA and the WNBL. Unbelievable sportswoman, and she's now just been selected at age 41 back into the Opal squad, which is huge, huge news. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing if she was at the Olympics? Nine years. We are, exactly, yeah. and it really helped the Australians. Uh, such a force, one of the greatest players of all time worldwide. Stay with us because we're going to talk NFL, AFL, and a lot more. Jordan Degoe, we gave our view on his situation the other day, but the, the punishment has really split people, split social media, split supporters, Shane. Yeah, well, it's, it's a funny one. So the, the supporters are not happy with uh, – he was given officially um, a $25,000 suspended fine. And now all that means um, he can play the rest of the season. If he doesn't have another misdemeanor, uh, there's no punishment. I think what the fans are actually missing is that four-year contract that has been torn up, the guaranteed potential, mm. guaranteed potential, I think it was 1.6 um, and potentially 3.2 million. That's a pretty big fine, I think. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the fans are missing the point, but this is this is definitely his last chance. Oh, yeah, he's he's really hanging on by a thread, isn't he, at mm. the moment? Now, Benji Marshall, he's, he's blasted critics of uh, Sean Johnson. Lots of people have come out and had a crack at him. Uh, Sean Johnson, he, from my point of view, just thinking about the football, he's been such a disappointment, really. He hit the scene mm. with all the potential, and, and he's had flashes of absolute brilliance. But really, when you look at his career in context, it hasn't delivered. Yeah, but it's good to have someone in your corner. And Benji Marshall was saying mm. he's still got one year left on his contract. And he believed that he, he wasn't used correctly um, at the Warriors this year and ha- hasn't been given the freedom to do what he's good at. And he just thinks yeah. that while people are calling for him to retire, he's saying with the right structure around him, he, he could have a, a lot better career. And look, Benji Marshall was one guy never to quit. He played on many, many years after people thought he wasn't good enough and he proved them wrong. So, yes, yeah, probably good to have someone in your corner. Yeah, absolutely. And look, uh, the West Tigers and anyone connected with the Tigers oh. need people in their corner at the moment. You, you don't really want all your uh, private text messages out there, but it's happened to one of the the kingpins at the Tigers. Uh, I don't think any of us would like all our personal uh, info out there, but we're Shana, particularly if we're feeling a little un- hot under the collar one day. 
No, well, this, this is a, a podcast host, Rob Bashara, who's um, basically uh, had a go um, over a number of times on, on his show um, and asked the chairman of the West Tigers, uh, Lee Hagapantelis, I think he's as pronounced. Had you, had you, yeah, Hagapantelis yeah. from Brydens, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so he's basically um, gone back to the podcast host and texted him and said, there's no way I'm, I'd ever come on your show and just absolutely berated him. Well... The podcast host, Rob, put his text onto Twitter, <laughs> made it public, mm. and then he's published his actual email address as well, the chairman of the West Tigers, so people are going to be emailing him and giving him, I think it's pretty, pretty poor form from from the podcast host, but uh, whatever you put down in writing, Tim, you've got to uh, believe that other people may read it. I wonder whether the podcast remembered that he's from Bryden's Compensation Lawyers. That's what his company is. Uh, dangerous territory for him. International Rugby League bans transgender women. Uh, look, this has been a huge discussion uh, through swimming, other sports, and, and now in rugby league. Yeah, well, they're sort of they're saying they are going to potentially follow uh, the ruling that swimming has happened, uh, where women. Um, can only play in the women's competition. Men can't, whether they're transgender or not. But then they've gone on to say, we want to make it a really inclusive environment. And I don't, I don't think, yes, you want to make it inclusive, but I don't think you can have, <laughs> the two can't sit together. It's, it's either one or the other. And uh, yeah, I, I personally, I, I don't think it's right having um, even a, a transgender person playing, a male playing in a female competition. That's my point, Tim. Yeah, yeah, and I, look, I think a lots of sports are coming that way, but we're living in a mm. world where they need to make sure that everyone's happy. So uh, yep. different different people are going to come to different conclusions. Now, on, on Women's Rugby League, I'm really looking forward to the Sky Blues playing against Queensland, and hopefully we'll get the chocolates in Canberra late in the week. Of course, we've got the mm. Red Brown. But uh, really good to see Sam Bremner back. Now, Sam's been away for four years. She's had two children. She's had injuries, and now she's back with the Sky Blues. This is going to be a cracking game of footy, and this is quite a comeback story yeah great story isn't it four years out of the game um with injuries and she's had two kids so she's she's done it tough we all know it's like they're bringing up some young kids so good on her to get back there and uh look she was a superstar before she left the game and i i've seen pictures of her she looks really really fit and ready to go and uh we wish her all the best it's a great effort to come back after that long yeah it'd be a cracking game of footy and um yep. of course uh let's hope that new south wales can and get the win both in the women's and the men's this weekend that would be a lovely weekend of sport now rugby union um sulawesi uh, vunivalu he recommits to queensland and australia and and that's good news i think particularly from a national perspective with the World Cup, um, he's really started to to make it um, make it really work for him in rugby union after being such a star in rugby league. Yeah, really, really good news for the, for the Wallabies and for our World Cup campaign. Uh, you know, we all know he was a former twenty uh, premiership player with the Storm, and the Dolphins have been circling this guy, really, really pushing hard to try and get him across to the new franchise. But he's committed to uh, rugby union. And at 26, I think it's a fantastic signing. He is uh, adapted really well to uh, the rug- rugby, and um, I think he'll do really, really well. I, I don't think you're going to put a price sometimes when sports people in various sports do something nice or special with a spectator. And Australian MotoGP star Jack Miller's done that, and I tell you what, he's gone up in a lot of people's uh, estimations. Yeah, it's a really, really nice touching thing. Well, Jack Miller's having a look, his first sort of year on the circuit, having a really uh, um, he's performing very, very well. He uh, finished third. He noticed during the 
race somehow. I don't know how he did it because he's flying around the, the track at, a, at breakneck speed. But a fan had a big sign saying, Hi, Jack, will you swap uh, your gloves, your racing gloves that you're wearing for a T-shirt? And as he, uh, when he came third across the line, he did an extra lap, went round to that guy, pulled over, took his gloves off and gave him the gloves. And the guy couldn't believe it. It was a really, really nice moment for the fan. And uh, it was a really, really nice thing for, uh, for Jack Miller to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very nice. So did you ever do that, Shano? Did you ever have anyone ask for your gloves? Or yeah, I mean, spikes yeah, or it, was, it was an easy thing to do, Tim, that uh, yeah, a little generosity can go a long way. And uh, particularly for kids, I always made sure I signed autographs. And, and yeah, if you can give a kid a, an old pair of gloves or, or a bat or something, um, yeah, they do remember it. And it makes, means a lot to them. What about in your single days if a, if a lovely young lady asked <laughs> Shane? Well, I used to use the signed uh, six and out CDs. Maybe they didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, now, mate, talking about six and out, of course, uh, you've always um, spread your wings when it comes to business. You had a business meeting yesterday and, look, it almost turned pear-shaped. Tell me. Well, we did, mate. It was uh, with, and you know him very well, Craig Hodges, uh, my partner here yeah, on the Afternoon course. Sport Group, and we we're doing a, a nice sort of a working lunch. We finished the work. We cooked a nice steak, and we're at Craig's place, and Craig's got a huge dog, big staffy called Rocco. And oh, great Rocco. Yeah, Rocco is a tough looking dog. Anyway, just as we're about to sit down to have a, a glass of wine, uh, Rocco, his dog, which weighs about 30 odd kilos, slipped into the pool. I've never seen Craig move quicker as he had his half dive and pull this dog out of the pool that was almost drowning because his head's so heavy. And just as he did that, because Craig's not scared of anyone, his daughter Mia, who's that dog is the most important thing in her life, she came home to see <laughs> her dog really wet. And then Craig roused on a dog for falling in the pool, and then Mia roused on Craig for almost drowning her dog. So they both walked off in the distance with a tail between her legs. Very funny to watch, mate. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors. District Brasserie in Chifley Tower in Sydney. Go and check it out for lunch, dinner, or even breakfast. Timmy, it's a cracker. Yeah, we're going to be there tomorrow. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.